Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician and so are you. Welcome to another episode of the Entree Musician Podcast. This is the space where we concentrate on the mindset, discipline, and focus of the Entree Musician. It's good to be with you on another episode of the Entree Musician. Unfortunately, we find ourselves in week three of the uh quarantine uh, for the COVID-19 virus. Our hearts and prayers go out to all of you who may have loved ones or family members who uh, have been affected by this, certainly healthcare workers and others like first responders who have really put their lives on the line in helping to battle this uh, in the various hospitals. Certainly, we have not seen anything like this before in our lifetime, and uh, our prayers go up constantly for those who are affected. Here at The Entree Musician, we've been involved in a series entitled You and Your Band, and we're about waist deep in. We've uh, constructed this hypothetical group entitled The Hilarious Bonfire with our girl Sally leading up the pack. Uh, We've talked to them about rehearsing. We've talked to them about their band structure, how they've uh, set themselves up. And now today we want to talk about you and your manager as they are getting ready to get out of the Uh, studio, so to speak, and onto the stage, we want to make sure that there are several things that are lined up. So we're heading into talking about the business structure, uh, the management, uh, contacting, booking agents, as well as festival organizers, and just getting everything on the one. Last week, we talked about original bands, uh, cover bands, and hybrids. I might have mixed that up. I think it's cover bands, original bands, and hybrids. But Now we're going to talk about them entering into the phase of looking into management. But before we do that, as you know, we must do this all of our content, be it video, be it the Entree Musician website, uh, being this podcast that we're grateful to do. All of these items and resources are sponsored by the wonderful people at Vocal. Vocal is the only beverage on the planet designed to soothe, refresh, and restore your voice. If you talk all day and sing all night, then you got to do one thing. You got to get yourself some vocal. Go to drinkvocal.com to learn more. Now, I did hear uh, a couple days ago, uh, I got a text that uh, the Drink Vocal website was down, but uh, as of this recording, I'm hoping that everything is uh, back up and happening, but that is the correct website, drinkvocal.com. All right, so here we go. You and your manager. Now, one of the most, in my opinion, intriguing or sublime, if not questionable relationships in the music industry is that of a band and their manager. This is a very broad subject, and I'm going to intentionally put it into a more concise format because there are too many scenarios by which you can define proper band management. I mean, it's just unique to each situation, to each act, to each artist, to each band. And there are only a few which define improper management And they all, interestingly, begin with the word money, right? (laughs) So 
As a reminder, we here at The Entree Musician, we concentrate on the mindset, the discipline, and the focus of each topic that we discuss. I mean, there are thousands of articles you can read and videos online about the mechanics of management itself. And there's even a great uh, book that I that I keep on my shelf, which is called This Business of Management by Xavier M. Frax Cogna. And uh, I use it as a reference. But again, when it comes to excellent management, it goes deeper than the technical applications. And those are the things that we'll be discussing in this episode. Now, there's no doubt that your band will need management um, at some point because, you know, as you grow uh, this extra layer of organization and strategy, this extra layer of execution will be paramount to your success. And the question is when you will need this management. Uh, but the larger question, the more important question is who <laughs> you choose as a manager. Now, most of the early work of booking your band and uh, setting up its foundation and those things we have been discussing in previous episodes can be done by you, you know, by the different members of your band. And there is a fine line of demarcation to know when is right to hire a manager. I mean, the best occasions are organic, but the key word to successful management of your artistry is organization. By this, I mean the best way to attract a great manager is not by sending out emails or calling large firms and inviting them to your shows. You know, the, the best way to begin is through great self-management. I mean, we talked about that before. Everyone in the band has a job to do above their musical or vocal skill. We've, we've talked about that. And when you become a well-oiled machine at what you do and you have your vision in front of you and you're working your plan and everyone knows what they're doing both on and off the stage, then you know it's time for us to kick it up a notch and have a manager come in to help us move to the next phase. Now, the best manager is the person who's completely committed to you. That's the best manager. I mean, there are large management agencies, of course, with 25 or more agents, and, and they are banging away at the upper echelons of the industry. And hey, you know what? You can be a client if you wish to be on their roster. And yes, you could probably play more shows, open for larger acts, and earn the cheese quicker. Yes, that's, that's absolute. Or you could take the longer route and build a steady growing bond with the manager who may or may not, you know, manage another band and you can build a solid relationship with him or her, you know. Now, there has to be some clarity on the relationship. I mean, it's important, you know this, to be ultra tight with your manager. That That's ground zero. That's important. He or she is someone to whom you are entrusting your career. Remember, you are their client, but this is your career. I want to repeat that. This is your career. Yes, you are their client. Yes, you want to grow a bond, but keep it in front of your eyes that this is your career. So every single decision that you make with or without his or her uh, consulting or advice 
This is your career. So you got to be upfront and straight about what you're trying to do. Horrible management has broken many of dreams. It absolutely has. Remember that the manager ultimately works for you. Now, this is not an insensitive statement. He or she is employed by the work that you do, your songs, your artistry. His or her job is to help significantly increase your earnings, which in turn significantly increases theirs as well. So there is a lot you have to be crystal clear about right up front to establish the dynamics of what this working relationship means. I mean, you don't want to be a jerk, of course, and start demanding things or to treat the poor woman like she's just merely punching a clock and giving her grief about every little thing. That's not what I'm talking about. But since you have already booked your own shows and you know what it takes to negotiate with festival organizers and booking agents and you've talked to promoters, then you can share your clear requirements of your expectations for her job of managing you and just have that real conversation. You may hear me say that from time to time in this episode. Have the real conversation. Have the clear conversation because this is about absolute trust. I mean, this is about the sharing of a clear vision, the adoption of the same core values, principles, and beliefs. You want a manager who believes the same things you do, who sees the same things that you do, who thinks the same things that you do, not necessarily the same way that you do. And I'm not talking about a yes man. We'll get into that in a second. I'm talking about if you have some core beliefs and practices, you want to make absolutely sure that that manager is on the same wavelength, that they don't have a, a system of faith or they don't have any attitudes or they don't have any habits that are not in line with your thinking. That's what I'm talking about. Your manager also not just believes in you or your career like, hey, guys, go get them, Tiger. I mean, it's not that type of relationship. No, it's much deeper than that. See, he or she is really like a clone of you or a clone of your band. They are your heart and your mind. That's exactly right. I can't make that any clearer. They are constantly tweaking ideas. They're tweaking your look, your sound with an objective eye because they see things from the other side of the stage or the studio glass or rehearsal hall that you don't see and that you don't hear. They are able to take into consideration what you cannot observe because they are in the crowd during your performance. They are talking with the fans during the show. You know, they're getting feedback and they're making mental notes so that they can tweak you for tomorrow night's performance. That's their job. You want a manager who is not afraid to tell you the truth about what's wrong with your act and doesn't feel like he has to butter you up to critique you. I mean, hey, this is what's up. This is what happened. This is what needs to change. You need that. And that's where a great manager comes on point. The tightrope of friends and family as managers is a very narrow one, and it's 12,000 feet up in the air. So choose very, 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 very wisely. Did I, make, did I make that point clear enough? It's better to lose a manager and keep a friend. 
You might not want to mix it. And, and man, the horror stories of families whose lives have been completely disfigured as a result of one of the family members being the other person's manager is the road is littered with bodies, if I can use that uh, analogy. And I say this sensitively because uh, the most famous ones, they are no longer here. They have passed on. But just think about Michael Jackson and his father, Joe Jackson, when when Joe Jackson was managing him. Not a good, not a good look, not a good scenario, not a good turnout. Even poor Whitney Houston and her father, John, when he was managing her career. Incredible. And although Beyonce and her father, uh, I think his name is Matthew Knowles, although they are still here with us on this planet, one day he was her manager and the next day he was not. So this is real stuff. And mind you, we're not talking about siblings here. This is parent-child relationships. And remember the actor, uh, child actor Gary Coleman having to sue his parents for mismanagement of his funds? I mean, I can understand the conundrum because once you begin dealing with larger amounts of money, that trust factor is a complete M-U-S-T. You have to be able to trust the person unconditionally, right? But also understand because of the examples that I gave you and even thousands that I've left out that this person who feels in this role must be a gift from God beyond biology, beyond knowing them from the second grade. You must know that you know that you know that this person is the one. And remember, everybody in the band has to feel the same way. So we're talking an extra special person. And there are plenty of examples of that. I, I, I gave you some of the unfortunate ones, but I don't know if you're aware of Kirk Whalem and his longtime manager, Earl Cole, or uh, the jazz group Pieces of a Dream and their longtime manager, Danny Harmon, or Stevie Wonder's manager, uh, Keith Harris, who's been with him since 1978. These are the type of relationships that I'm talking about. Now, on the flip side, however, your manager is not your slave. And contrary to popular opinion, he does not wake you up every morning, brush your teeth, and feed you your Cheerios. That doesn't happen. I mean, sure, he may have to run to the dry cleaners every now and then or, or even iron your shirt if you're in a crunch before a show, but that's not their job. They are there first and foremost to make sure that your business is handled. And if there's a snag on the contract or anywhere in the details of anything that has to do with your artistry, they are on the front lines to fix it. That's their job. Your manager is the absolute buffer, the one who fights for you, tooth and eyeballs and nails. I mean, they will stand between heaven and earth to make sure that you score a win. And this is important for two reasons is one, you do need a natural cushion between your emotions and your art. You need to concentrate on the job that you came to do. And number two, your reputation needs to be protected and honored. Absolutely. So if there's a thing, you know, something that develops that's not so cool, the club owner doesn't have a personal beef with you. The manager is the one that absorbs the heat. 
You dig it? So just just think that you've arrived in a new city and the venue owner or the booking agency tries to stiff you on the payment. And you or one of your band members are the ones that have to go toe-to-toe with the person. And emotions get out of hand. They flare up. But they decide to settle with you and give you what's rightfully yours. But even when you're paid, I mean, by the way, which should be immediately after the sound check, and we'll talk about that in a future episode, but what kind of show do you think you're going to have after that type of engagement with the club owner? I mean, you're definitely going to be mumbling under your breath, even doing one of your biggest songs. But same scenario, having a manager go toe-to-toe with that person while you load in and grab a burger means you'll either do the show in good faith and you can laugh with your audience, you know, or, you know, if it's not working out, you can put your gear back in the van. But you don't have that uh, direct confrontation. The manager, again, is the one who absorbs the heat. Now, money. <laughs> Talking about money, you got to get here. Generally, managers earn between 10 to 22 percent of the cut. You know, some earn more, some earn less. Again, this is the general, right? But the question is, which cut or cuts that the manager gets that 10 to 22 from? And they need to be clearly spelled out well before the cuts even exist. Now, there are 360-degree deals with managers just like there are 360-degree deals with labels. And that means absolutely every cut, right? Each and every cut. Performances, streaming revenue, licensings, royalties, merch, pencil sharpeners, (laughs) whatever. You know, even copyright in some cases. So just be extremely clear. Tell them you get this, this, and this, but not that. Be clear. And unless they are very well known and incredibly established, and by that I mean they golf with Jeff Bezos, then begin with a graduated scale of payment. Okay? Uh, Say the first nine months they roll at 10%. Unless they move you into a special series of festivals within that nine months, which, which increases your visibility and income, then they roll up to 12%, where there's another nine months or a special feature, which then nets them a 15% rate. Now, remember, the entire band must be in line with these steps because the monies are coming out of each and every pocket. So again, I'm repeating myself, I know, but it's important. Have the clear conversation. Don't mince words. Give everyone their proper say. Of course, if you're a single artist, you're going to be paying for everything anyway. But in a band, everybody needs to be down. So um, there's a lot more we can say about the mechanics of a band, but I'd rather not. I'd rather say that if you're at the point where you're playing shows consistently, where your band is as tight as a drum and you're kicking butt on stage and you're writing killer music and you're booking your own shows with clarity and you're starting to make an income, you become attractive to managers. In fact, they begin to flock to you. But the same principles exist. They exist. You must be very insightful about the person who's going to come alongside you. 
I would suggest that you take the longer road that we talked about, but it's your career. But I would suggest that you take the longer road and try to form that bond with a person who has your best interest at heart. You can feel it. You know it. The rest of the band members sense it and you say, hey, let's give this a shot. Let's give it a try. You might want to even negotiate some sort of initial term with them. For example, that nine months we talked about. Hey, let's try this out for nine months. That's better than a six-month situation, and it's a little shy of a year. But, you know, you can say we've given this person ample time to do A, B, and C as we've talked this out as we have spelled it out, and now we're either ready to say, hey, it was a great trial effort, or B, we'll part ways. And now you must remember, and this is important, when you negotiate such a type of deal, if that person is getting you the things that you could not get on your own during those nine months, but one, two, three is not in line with your vision, then you have to figure out a way beforehand to compensate that person accordingly. Because, hey, you did get us this. Now that we're on this festival or now that we're opening for this person or that band and that was a direct uh, result of the work that you did, um, we want to make sure that we can part on friendly terms because now we know that you have done the job. We just needed, you know, one, two, three, whatever those are, to be fulfilled as well. So think about them. And that's why I said, you know, avail yourself to the multiple uh, articles and videos online which discuss these different scenarios because they are a myriad. But we just wanted to touch again on the emotional aspect, the things that you need to know right off the bat that you should be looking for in the person, what their roles are, what their responsibilities are. I would suggest picking up the book I told you about this business of artist management. Great book. But I'm always interested in your thoughts, what you have to say either about this episode or any of the episodes we've done in this series or anything that you would want to know about the life of an entree musician and resources that we make available at theentremusician.com. We absolutely want you to visit the site. Uh, you can reach out to me directly through email, theentremusician at gmail.com. You can either text me at 330-718-JERE. That's 718-JERE. And, uh, you know, uh, have a dialogue with me. You can even you can even text me or email me and tell me some things you don't like about the podcast. It's all good. We're here together. I'm grateful to be able to serve you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician, and so are you. We will see you next time. God bless. Hey, stay healthy. Stay safe. Peace. <laughs>